Welcome to the CEO podcast. I'm your host, Britt Wright, and this podcast is for creative entrepreneurs on fire. As we head into season two, we will continue to introduce you to the foundational fundamentals for being a successful business owner while inspiring you with the amazing interviews with fellow CEOs and creative masterminds from all over the world. This podcast is going to help you to understand the business basics mindset shifts, and strategic planning with just a little sprinkle of the good vibe woo-woo tribe for good measure. Here, we will prep you to become the mastermind and the boss with strategies that you can apply to your growing empire. We are so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's begin. I am really excited to announce that we have some new products available on the website. These are all digital products. We have vintage art prints for sale. They're gorgeous pieces of art that you can download, you can frame, you can use them in a gallery wall, you can even use them for commercial efforts and resell them to clients if you're a designer. They're amazing, they're $14 each, and we're constantly uploading new ones and adding to the collection. So definitely go check those out. We are also offering digital design downloads. These are pre-curated spaces that you can purchase for $44. You get a mood board, a shopping list, and we check stock monthly. So everything on the board will always be available. They are curated so that they can fit in multiple sized spaces. So all of the products within them are available in different sizes. So you can make it work for your specific space. And they are really an accessible way to get an expert design. Right now, if you use the code CEOP, so CEO podcast, CEOP at checkout, you will get 25% off your order. So definitely go check it out, have some downloads, refresh your spaces. You can find those at www.bswdesign.ca under the shop tab. I'm constantly thinking of new ways to market my business, get in front of new audiences, and spread the word about what I do and who I can help. So today I have somebody on the podcast who actually specializes in helping people get themselves onto different podcasts, which I think is a really great way to have good conversations and also open yourself up to new experiences and also present yourself to new client bases that maybe haven't been able to find you previously through other channels. So I'm really excited to have her here today. Welcome, Erin. Can you give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are and what you do? Cool. Hi, thank you for having me on. Um, My name is Erin. I'm from Birmingham, but I live in London and I'm a podcast guest marketing expert for and coach for female entrepreneurs and coaches. Um, So I really help female entrepreneurs to gain more visibility through guesting on podcasts. Um, And what that can do for your business, it can build your reputation, can help you grow an audience, it enhances your credibility, and you can add it to your website as well. Um, Sections that say, as seen on dot, 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 podcasts, you know, impress sections. It can. It has the potential to generate warm leads as listeners get to know you through a realm of storytelling, um, and it positions you as an expert in your field. Um, and also, you can have you know that podcast. You can use it and repurpose it as content to share on social media. So there's some really amazing benefits behind podcast guest marketing if you haven't heard of it before. Um, yeah, that's kind of what it is. And I really, I'm a real believer in creating sustainable visibility so 
landing guest spots on podcasts over a period of time that works for you, not burning yourself out by doing too many at once. But it is, I do find that podcast guesting is most effective when applied long term. Um, so you do it over a period of time and you, you know, you're staying, staying in the spotlight. It can be so effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that's true. And um, I've really enjoyed having all of the guests on my podcast. And I think it lends something to both the person who's being a guest and the person who's hosting the podcast. So I definitely would agree with you. It's mm. a great, great tool for exposure. Um, tell us a little bit about your personal story and how yeah. you kind of came to where you are at the moment. Yeah. So, do you know, I've always had a really personal connection to podcasts. Um, I've been listening to them for absolute years now. And I first started listening to podcasts because it was a source of entertainment and education. I just love learning from them. But really what got me is that anytime I was going through a difficult period in my life, whether it was a breakup or, you know, issues with a job I was having, I would turn to podcasts type in the topic of the issue that I was struggling with and listen to a couple of different episodes on different podcasts. And, and I just feel so connected to the guests who were speaking about those, you know, those areas. It would really lift my spirits, get me out of whatever rut I was in. And it would give me some practical advice to apply in my life to kind of help that situation. You know, for instance, if it was if I've ever was ever I have had anxiety before if I was ever going through a spell of anxiety I'd listen to a podcast um, about anxiety and maybe a therapist was being interviewed and it would just it would have just calm me down immediately so I think yeah for me it's there's that's kind of the heart-centered reason behind feeling so drawn to podcasts and wanting people to be guests on them so much is because you just don't realize the amazing impact you're going to have on listeners just because you can't see who's listening doesn't mean someone out there isn't being affected by what you're saying um but what I mean how I also how I got into podcasts on like a business level um is I actually it was when was it now? It wasn't too late. It was like last year at some point. I saw um, a job opportunity on Facebook for someone to be a podcast pitcher. And I, I literally had never heard of it before. I was like, what is a podcast pitcher? I don't know, but I absolutely love the sound of it. <laughs> so I looked into it and I thought, that sounds like me. Now, also, I didn't mention, but I do have a degree in media and communication, um, which I got I think it was six years ago now like it makes me feel <laughs> like so long ago um but I have a degree in media and communication and I never really used it I didn't use it at all I kind of went into customer service straight after that um degree and then there was one day yeah one day I just saw this opportunity pop up and I thought ah I can use my degree with this in some way because in my degree that we covered radio and journalism and I was just kind of able to blend my own skills and um, yeah, just applied for the job, got that, fell in love and was like, I'm going to start a business out of this. Um, and since I've just been learning so much and, and I took a course in podcast pitching as well back then. And I just been working with people since and it's something that just lights me up. So That's amazing. I totally agree with you on the on listening to podcasts. That's 
actually why I started this podcast, because anytime I was interested in a topic or I wanted to learn a little more about something uh, or I needed some kind of advice on it, that was the first resource I would go to. And hearing different people talk about it, it just felt authentic and it felt real. And I was able to make a connection with the people I was listening to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you try listening to a few and then you're like, okay, that's the one. And then, you know, I have a few now that I follow religiously that I really love everything that they're doing. So that's why I wanted to start that, to be able to provide that to other people. Um, So this podcast is obviously for creative entrepreneurs, but I think Mm -hmm. it's really important because I think what you do is you, if a creative entrepreneur is looking for more exposure, I think being on podcasts, like let's use a photographer, for example, somebody may have a podcast about like all the the nuances and the intricacies of being an amazing photographer. So be in order, you know, that person could get on that podcast. They could gain exposure for themselves. The person hosting the podcast gets some insight into what that person's struggling with and then can help other Mm -hmm. listeners. So I think overall, what I love about podcasts is that they actually help everybody. It's not kind of a one-sided win, which is always, always a nice tool. Um, And then tell me a little bit about your day-to-day. So if anyone was interested in kind of what you're doing and, and maybe they're a marketing um, or, you know, some kind of marketing PR expert, what would a day in your life look like? Yeah, so I mean, it depends what where I'm at in a campaign. So if I'm at the beginning of a podcast pitching campaign, what I'll do is my main focus is pitching. Yeah, it will be pitching to podcasts, but I do have to do a bit of research first on what well, with my client, you know, get a real understanding of what it is that they want out of this. What is their why? So I do two things like I do a done for you services. Um, So that's me booking people onto podcasts, but I also offer, this is more of a new thing I've started, is coaching. So if female entrepreneurs and coaches aren't quite ready to invest in like a publicist, but they want to do their own PR campaign, I've started coaching people too. So with the done for you services, um, I'll get the client to fill out an in-depth questionnaire or jump on a call, whichever they prefer, just yeah, to gather those details about who they are, what they do who they can serve, and also to find some stories within their personal life that can really, you know, that can help them to stand out on podcasts, especially when pitching to podcasts, because it's all about, you know, so much storytelling involved. So what amazing stories do they have? What makes them unique? Um, And then I'll create a one sheet. Um, So it's basically their profile Um, with an image of themselves, hyperlinks, they will need to send me a couple of things for me to make this. Um, And, you know, links to websites, socials, a mini bio, a section with speaking topics, and possibly questions, question suggestions for the podcast host to make life easier for them. So we want to make life as easy as as possible for the podcast host too. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, I dive right into research um, there's so many tools you can use to find, you know, the perfect podcasts for for yourself or your client. And some of the ones that I use are Riphonic, Listen Notes. Um, sometimes I'll do organic searches on Spotify and iTunes. And then, of course, there's Podmatch as well, which is amazing. Um, but there's this whole onboarding process that I go through and I really create personalized media lists. Um, so it's interesting. You might have 
like everybody's different with regards to what podcasts are going to be on. So if you had, if I had someone that's like, who would label themselves as a mompreneur, for example, um, I'd re my brain would be ticking away with, oh, what kind of podcast could we get her on? I would say it would be, you know, motherhood podcasts and business podcasts to kind of reach out to different types of audiences, depending on what the goals, the strategy goals are. Um, so yeah, once I've created a sheet, um, I'll start pitching to podcasts and I actually spend quite a lot of time writing a pitch because I want to make it personalized the more personalized you make it the more it's going to stand out for the podcast host so I always 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 use the podcast host name um, and sometimes you know use the name of the podcast in the email to, to show I know who you are I've, you know and sometimes I'll listen to the podcast and say what I liked about the podcast you just have to talk to people like people and not ever send any cookie cutter response, cookie cutter um, emails. You know, I've seen so many of them people pitching to me. I'm sure you have as well. Yeah, you? I was just going to say, you know, like I use Podmatch. So that's how we met, um, which for anyone listening that's interested in being on podcasts, um, you know, it's a great tool to connect people. But I get a lot of messages and and I feel like I'm like, did you do you even like know what my podcast is called? Have you like definitely haven't listened to an episode like the topic they're pitching is very strange and like absolutely unrelated. So it's a little bit odd. Um, mm. So those ones I kind of skip right over, like I pretty much look for in the first paragraph is like, did you name my podcast? Did you name an episode? Like, that's a huge one. If you've like actually listened to an episode and like can tell me something that happened in the episode. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, I, I would agree with you that personal connection and, you know, people don't necessarily have time to do that on their own. If they're busy actually working in their business, trying to gain traction, having somebody like you that does that piece for them is, is like a game changer, I think. Um, mm. Tell me, so for people, really this podcast, a lot of it focuses on obviously, you know, people starting their own businesses or people who are in their own businesses, possibly in the transition phase between maybe leaving a nine to five or just starting to build a business or maybe building a secondary business. Tell me a little bit about that transition and the mindset you had to have in order to kind of jump into this side of your life versus working corporately. Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, for me, it was just very much a, like a gut feeling. Like I was just going off my gut. I've had this desire to start a business and kind of really go all in and work on it. So it was just a case where I was listening to my gut. Something else I was doing here, ironically, was listening to podcasts <laughs> about people who have, you know, transitioned from a job to their own business. So yeah, so cutting, I actually, I cut down my hours at my day job and it wasn't too much of a difficult decision because I just felt like I knew where my priorities were. This is what I want to do long term. Um, and luckily, the months that I cut my hours down, I got a pay rise. So it felt financially <laughs> okay. Um, and I was picking up some work with PR agencies. I'd freelanced with them before too. So it really was a, a case of just listening to myself because I think a lot of people look for validation and I did as well from other people saying do you think I should reduce my hours do you think I should quit my job and actually the most important person to listen to is yourself um so I just decided to listen to myself follow my heart 
and stay inspired by other female entrepreneurs who inspire me. So mm -hmm. that's kind of where what I did. I love that. And I think that's really a key lesson for people is you have to look in and you have to really assess what feels right for you. Um, and you can take into account, obviously, everything else that's happening in your life. Do you have little kids? Do you have a mortgage? You know, what, yeah. what other things are needing to be managed and taken care of and what's reasonable to do, but also what feels right because exactly yeah yeah and what is like what is the universe throwing your path like i know when i left i had a very good corporate job that i that i quite enjoyed but i did have that internal fire that i needed to do something that was mine mm -hmm. um i'm you know i've been entrepreneurial since i was a child so i always had business ideas and was selling things and so i knew that at some point in my life that had to be my path um, and for me, it happened in a way where I slowly started kind of putting feelers out. And then one day an opportunity kind of came that was too hard to pass up. And it was only a temporary opportunity. It was like a six month gig and I quit my job and I left everything. And I was like, here we go. And I jumped in and again, I assessed, you know, I was married at the time. My husband had a full-time job. We were okay for me to be able to do that. So that was kind of the, the risk I took, but again, you have to check in. Is it right for me? Is it right for my family? And then also there's ways to bridge the gap. You don't always have to go feet first. Like you said, you can cut down your hours. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of workplaces after COVID especially are, I think, a lot more flexible. And if you are creative and you can find the time or the or a way to work smarter and to get your work done, you know, maybe in a shorter day, maybe have more focus periods where you're not, you know, you just do one thing at a time and you kind of time batch that way. So you have that extra time to work on your business. I heard of something the other day that's like you work um, five to nine, like AM on your business, you work nine to five for someone else. And then you work five to nine again on your own business. Like if you really want to hustle it out, maybe that's what you have to do. Right. Um, so that's, that's great. And I think that gives a lot of insight into the different, the different paths that we can choose. Mm. Yeah. Um, and would you say now, uh, I know you said you're still working partially kind of in your day job, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, would you say you're, you're making equal income from both halves? Like, can you be open with us about what that looks like? Yeah. I mean, I haven't really spoke loads about my finances and I think that's something I'll feel much better about speaking about in the future, but I am making income from it and I have been doing freelance work and have had clients. So I think it really is a case that over time, because I only started this business last year, you've got to let it yeah. snowball and it is all about building. So I kind of, I've adapted this perspective and trust of like, it's all going to work out perfectly. And I know that, you know, one day I will be able to make much more in my day job than, I mean, in my business than <laughs> I will in my day job. But yeah, so at the moment it's okay. Like I'm coping like just fine. Yeah. And the best, but the best thing about it is reducing my hours. I can just spend so much time working on my business. Thank you for the honesty on the income piece, because what bothers me about leaving the nine to five, this, this kind of blanket, um, what's the word like this movement that's happening, uh, mm -hmm. this, like leave your nine to five, go be, go be a coach, go be this, make an online course. It feels like it's everywhere. And maybe that's just yeah. because that's kind of the world that I'm in and it's, I'm getting bombarded with it. But what bothers me about that is lots of people throw out 
six figure coach, seven figure coach, like make six figures in your business in the first month. And it's like, that's possible for some people. I hate that expectation that, that you're creating, like leave your job and you'll become, you know, you're going to be making over a hundred K a month. Like let's be real. That's probably not happening for a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I think what you're saying, I totally makes so much sense because there are so many like unicorn stories out there. And yes, I think I, I totally hear what you're saying. You have to think like, where am I at right now? What is realistic for me right now? But also have a sense of optimism of where you want to go. But just knowing that that level of success doesn't always happen overnight. Like it's painted out a lot yes, of the time. Yes, I remember. Thank you. So yeah, so this this vision of like this six-figure month right off the bat, I think um, I know in my business personally, you know, I'm doing well now. I have a wonderful business, I, but I've been in business for seven years. and. Mm. I slogged the crap out of it in the first two years. I made zero dollars. I like if I, you know, if I hadn't had the support of a partner, it would have been almost impossible to do it um, Mm -hmm. and like maintain the payments on my car and my house and things I had to actually pay for. So I think I love the realness of what you're saying that you're, you're still, you know, one foot in each camp because you are, you're building this business, you're getting clients, you're making some money from it, but you know what? these aren't hundred thousand dollar months yet. You know, we still have to have a foot in reality too. And, um, you know, for me, that was exactly the same. Like I, I got a job where I was being paid by somebody else at the same time that I was building my business. And I did that for, I'm still doing that a little bit. It's, you know, it's, I'm working with a construction company that is owned, like my family owns the construction business and I have my design business. I could be doing just my design, but I'm in the process of buying and merging them. So that's kind of where that is. But that's how I kept my head above water for so long yeah. in the first like two, three years of my business where profit's not not happening. You're literally just banking money, giving it to the government at the end of the year. And then you're like, oh, I have nothing left. <laughs> mm, yeah. And right? I love that realness as well from you, because I think that, like you say, you just don't hear it all the time about the kind of the commitment, the dedication, you know, that goes behind really taking it off the ground, it can take time. And I think more people need to emphasize that can be a reality. It just can take a bit of time. And that's absolutely fine. Like, you know, as long as you stay resilient and persistent and you believe in your idea and stick with your why, then you'll be grand. That's Mm -hmm. what I think. Yeah, I would agree. And yeah, and I, I'm not saying like some people have immediate success. That's amazing. Like that is so cool. If I could have done that, I would have been, you know, thrilled, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think sticking to it as well, success yeah. does come and it comes from, it comes from time in, it comes from listening to yourself. It comes from, you know, exposing yourself slowly over time. And like you said, those organic channels where you can be authentic and you can really make that long-term sustainable connection with your audience I think is just, yeah, it's so much better than, than the quick wins. So, um, I really like that perspective. Speaking of wins, what would you say your biggest business win has been to date? Oh, my biggest business win for me or my client, I'm thinking. So, so actually in terms of a client, my biggest business win was just work, honestly working with someone who really inspires me and who I love working with. So having her as a client was a win in itself. But also it was for me, there was a lot of wins there in getting her onto podcasts that she was really happy with. And just seeing how happy she was with it was 
was just the best feeling for me. That's huge. Getting on podcasts outside of that, as a marketer, you said you have a background in marketing and communication. What would you say are like the top three things people can maybe focus their attention on if they're wanting to bring more uh, visibility and more traffic into what they're offering? Yeah, that's fine. My degree is media and communication. Okay, so sorry. It was, it was to do with, no, that's all right. Don't worry. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of like media stuff involved. There was TV. Okay. There was there was just so many things. Um, but I mean, I do have some good podcast tips. But I'll give you a. So give us. Let's say, give us your three podcast tips, and then if you have three more that are like not podcast related, if that would be sure. doable. I will do. Yes. <laughs> So I'd say the first, so the first podcast guest marketing tip to get yourself on podcasts, I've mentioned before, but it is writing those personalized pitches and listening to the podcast, telling the host what you took away from the podcast, asking yourself, what is my why and communicating that to the podcast host and telling them how you're going to give value to the listeners. Um, set yourself a goal of writing to two podcasts a day and see where that takes you over time. I think you'd be surprised at yourself. Um, so the other tip I would say would be to follow up. Make sure you follow up because there's so much magic within it. Follow up four to seven days after the pitch. And if you don't hear back, try three to four days after that. I always assume the best. So I always assume that the podcast host hasn't just ignored me, doesn't want to talk to me. I assume it's an email that just got lost. You know, um, I, I think I like to think the best of people. And sometimes I might ha not have time to reply and that's okay too. That is fine. Um, but actually a single follow-up email can increase the reply rate by from 9% to 13%. So that's why it's always good to follow up. And don't be afraid to tell your story as part of, your marketing or PR strategy, because this is what's going to build the trust with an audience. Um, when you tell people about your why, they can relate to you on a personal level and it builds trust. So that's my podcast guest marketing tips to get yourself on a podcast. Amazing. Um, in terms of marketing, now I have a lead generation tip, which kind of is marketing based, but have you heard of the three, two, one method? No. No. So what it, the three, two, one method, it works on Instagram. So if you have a business on Instagram, this can be really good for that. So three stands for finding your ideal client avatar, going onto their profile and liking three posts. And then what you do is you leave a genuine comment on two posts. Make sure it's like personalized, not just a standard oh my god this is great like really personalize it maybe ask them a question because that's going to generate engagement um, and then the one thing you do then is you slide into their dms if they have a story active that's amazing you go you comment then on the story that they've written and you ask them a question you open a dialogue and then you create a conversation with your ideal client and you just build a relationship with them through the DMs, um, get to know them. Some, sometimes send them sending them voicemails can be great as well, voice notes, but just get to know them on the DMs, what their goals are, and then subtly ask them, would you like any help with that? Would you like any support? And you'll notice a lot of them are finding, you know, they'll become interested in what it is that you're offering. And if you do that every day, again, that's gonna, that is going to snowball into something really cool that's um, great you're gonna actually generate quite a lot of leads from that so many people do it um 
Yeah. So yeah, that's a little marketing tip. I love it. That's great. And I don't, I hadn't heard of that before, but that's so simple and makes so much sense. So um, I think that's an easy thing for people to apply. Even if you just do one account a day for a couple of weeks, like that's 14, mm. you know, you've gotten them and okay, cool. I like that. I think that's really good. People will, people will enjoy that one. I, I like that one. Um, okay. Amazing. And can you tell us what people, if you have any services you can offer, um, now's the time to tell us about them. How can people work with you and then where can people find you? Yeah, sure. So my two services I offer is a done for you podcast guest marketing, um, service. So that is me booking you onto podcasts, getting you on the right podcasts and also preparing you for them, giving you the right tools and, and boosting your confidence so you feel ready to get show up on a podcast, be yourself, tell your story and give value to the listener. Um, so I offer that. And the second service that I offer is coaching. So if you're not quite ready to work with a publicist and you want to ro- run your own podcast guest marketing campaign, then I can coach you through that. And yeah, I can help you with everything, all the techniques you need to know, the action you need to take, and again, help you with the mindset work and clear any visibility blocks you have in your mind. So those are the services that I offer. And you can find me through my website. It's erincurran.uk is my website. And on Instagram, I am PR. And if you want to drop me an email, my email address is erincurrenuk at gmail.com. Amazing. Thank you so much. I will put all of that in the show notes as well. So people can just click and go. And um, is there any last uh, little wisdom pieces or anything else you want to share with us before we close this out? Yes. There's one thing I'd like to leave people with. If you are a little bit scared of getting onto podcasts, just remember this quote. Now, I don't know whose quote it is, but it inspires me every day. Fear is the mask that freedom wears. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> so behind, behind the fear of getting onto podcasts is a sense of freedom and putting yourself out there. It's only going to do amazing things for your business. So don't be afraid to get on podcasts, get your story out there and tell everybody tell everybody what you do and inspire people. So that's my little tip. Perfect. I love it. Thank you so much for your time today. And you are going to be great. I have a lot of faith in you. I will be listening for your 50 episodes this year. (laughs) Thank you, Britt. Have a wonderful day. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Puppy Gang Fresh Foods. This is Artie's favorite time of day. We have been using Puppy Gang Fresh Foods for about a year now, and it's fantastic. Artie looks so forward to mealtimes. He used to be such a picky eater. We changed over when he was diagnosed with some joint issues, and it has been such a game changer for his health and wellness. It is made with human-grade meat. It's freshly cooked. It's delivered right to your door. It's in little convenient packs. It was developed by Holistic Nutrition. They're super sustainable. I can't say enough good things. If you use the code Artie, you get 50% off your first eight packs. I really encourage you to do this if you got a picky eater or someone with health issues in your family, one of your fur babies, try them out. That's Artie, A-R-T-I-E, for 50% off your first eight packs.